Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, one guest. That's right. I got a guest here today. That's a first in a little while. I think I'm going to have some guests over the next few weeks because, you know, let's break it up. It doesn't always have to just be me. And if you want it to always just be me, you're sick fuck. All right. Let me get some plugs out of the way. The new album is out now. Mistakes were made. The B-Sides double album of rarities. Go to iTunes. Buy it, please. Uh, and upcoming tour dates, uh, including Toronto, Philly, Albany, and Scandinavia, all in October, well, late September and October. Go to JoeDeRosaComedy.com for details on all that stuff. Today's topic, superheroes. What do I really need to say? We're talking about superheroes. We know what they are. We know what they do. We know what purpose they serve. Uh, and that's what we're talking about. We don't really need to get any more specific or analytical than that until the discussion itself takes place. My guest, you know her from Nikki and Sarah Live on MTV. She is a tremendous, a tremendous, she's a tremendous stand-up comedian. Very, very funny. One of my favorite people that uh, I got to do shows with back in New York, and very happy that she now lives out here as well. Uh, she also has a new podcast coming out called Lies. You can find that on the Nerdist Network on October 6th, and uh, the WNYC network on the same day. Uh, and, hey, John Oliver show? Yeah, she did it. But most importantly and most appropriately for our discussion, she wrote a comic book. That happened. I didn't know that happened until halfway through our discussion, which is one of the reasons I'm re-recording this intro. But she wrote a comic book. Here she is, Sarah Schaefer. How's it going? It's good. Good. Loving Welcome. your house. Thank you. You, you like are, this place. You're a good decorator. Thank you very much. You're a straight man who can decorate. I think I'm straight. Jury's out. Oh, okay. All right. Sometimes you're you're you're, you're a man that can decorate. Not determined yet either. <laughs> We're not positive about man or straight. Okay. Uh, we do know that I appear to be a man. Okay. I love the we. <laughs> you and the team of scientists working on your case. He, me, and the women that have been let down <laughs> by me. The team of women that have been let down. Uh, I, I appear to be a man. Mm. Uh, I sometimes come off as straight. Okay. That's as far as I can All right. take it. That's the most I can well, I'm saying, Well, ladies, you're missing out on a really beautifully appointed home. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. Look at this place. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's a man's place. It is. But it's a man who cares. It is. In other words, it's a grown man. Yeah, yeah. You're not is. a boy with some crap apartment. You're you're a grown man. Which is funny that we're talking about <laughs> Batman today. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that our topic is Batman. Yet I uh, am living like a baby child, <laughs> or I'm living like a man, but I'm ready to talk about a baby right. child thing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, a lot of people would disagree mm. that Batman's baby child <laughs> topic. It depends. Stuff. It depends. There's so many permutations of Batman. Jesus. That's the if I had a bell, I'd ring it for the biggest word anybody ever <laughs> used on this podcast. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I'm smart. You are. Mm. You are. Uh I just have the glasses. You actually are smart, I yeah, think. I live the glasses. You live it? Mm -hmm. I eat it. I sleep it. I, <laughs> I live it. I love when people say that. Um so let's talk Batman. Yeah, there was, and also the other thing I uh, sometimes do when we have a when we mm. have like a topic and a guest mm. is I'll write like an intro and talk about it. Mm. 
what the fuck is there to say about Batman? It's this simple. It, he's the best superhero. If you don't agree, you're wrong. He's my favorite superhero by far. Because he's the best. He's he is the, the best. best superhero. Why do you think he's the best? Um. Now, I have to preface everything I'm going to say. I am not a Batman expert. Like, I don't get into the depths of it all. I'm your your average consumer, and I'm a girl. So you add on, like, the, you know, there's already going to be less interest right. in it. But Batman has always been my favorite superhero. He's the only one that I actually care about. Okay. So just take all of everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not okay. going to get into the nitty-gritty of all the history of it mm-hmm. i mean well i will but i may not know it you know what i'm saying <laughs> hey i got you so uh batman for me is the best because um maybe it was the age i was when the movie the the uh, michael keaton movie right. came out but you, know, uh, you were familiar with who batman was before michael yes keaton, right? i knew who batman was but i didn't i wasn't like reading comic books i remember going to the movie seeing it in the movie theater on the day it came out I don't know who I was with. Probably my siblings, my family. I don't know. And I was in middle school. I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Um, and I remember it was the first movie I ever went to that people applauded when the movie started. The bat, the like symbol came up on the screen. Yes. And people went crazy. And I didn't understand why. I was like, why would you applaud at a movie? Right. But then I got really excited. I was like, this is going to be the best movie ever made. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. And I was. I, I remember that summer, I the one thing I asked for for my birthday. I love like, I don't know, back then you don't ask for much. And you think it's like the biggest deal ever. I All I wanted for my birthday was a Batman t-shirt. Yeah. And it meant the world to me. And like my sister told me before my birthday, she's like, I saw your present. And I was like what is it? And she was like, it's exactly what you wanted. And I was like, yes. She's like, you have to act surprised. You know, it's they, like this big drama. They were, those Batman t-shirts, that was, I mean, if you ever wanted to go back to a phase of the best t-shirts f- that were best. based on a comic book, the Batman t-shirts that came out when that movie came out yeah. were the best comic book t-shirts ever made um, because they, they didn't base them on the movie. Mm. They based them on the comic book so the artwork on t-shirts was mm. it was like everything you'd ever wanted a batman t-shirt yeah. to be like i had a joker one and it was the joker from the comic book it wasn't like a shitty drawing right. of jack nicholson i just had your black with the yellow batman symbol and i thought i was such a badass it was awesome i had that shirt <laughs> I too. i was so excited about it i also had the superman shirt like that it was oh, blue yeah, with yeah. the red symbol yeah. i also had the death of superman which was black with a bloody superman symbol oh now that Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. It was really awesome. But the um, the Batman. By the way, when I said, are, "Were you familiar with Michael with Batman before Michael?" Ke- I wonder if anybody didn't know if who Batman was and thought it was just a Michael Keaton movie. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Happened? I'm sure some people did. Like I knew. I'd heard of the character Batman. Like right. I knew. Like. What was the thing? Holy something, Batman. What is that phrase? Well, that's from the old TV show, right, which I want to talk heard, about. Yeah, that was like a a phrase right. in our in my life, right. you know, that people would say. Um, so I knew that I knew Batman. I'd seen like cartoons of him, or you know, was there a cartoon? When oh we were kids? my god, there's so much. Out yeah, there. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're it's sort of just in your brain. Yeah, if you're an American, I feel like I mean, probably beyond America, but like, but. If you're born any any time past when the first TV show came out, 
it's just part of your cultural uh, awareness. Yeah, I agree. It is strangely like Batman is like the Beatles where you just kind of know it. Yeah. Like there's nobody that didn't you know, can you remember learning who the Beatles were? I can't. No, you just they just were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I didn't learn when I was adopted. I just knew the whole time. My <laughs> parents just Wait, really? They just told me from such an early age oh, that okay. I don't remember right. learning it. That's how I was with Batman. It was just in my head already. My dad was adopted, but didn't find out until he was older. And but he knew, he could feel it. He could tell something was different about him. Wow, that's the like, way the the way that not his, the way the family treated him. He felt he was because he, he had a sister who was biological, to to the parents. Right, and so he felt, I'm different somehow. They they treat me differently. I can tell. That's very appropriate to the Batman conversation. Yes. Batman, yeah. right? An, mm-hmm. an orphan of sorts. Mm-hmm. That's part of the story. See, the, the story, the origin story of Batman is so good. It's the best origin story. Yeah. Now, but I want to talk about it. Before we do, he, my discovery of the origin story was so was such a great payoff because all I knew of Batman were, I knew comic books that didn't really address the origin story that I read as mm-hmm. a kid. Uh, and then I saw the Batman TV show, the reruns of that growing up, the Adam West one, uh, and I loved it. But it was very, it's very comic booky. Yeah. They're about to release that on Blu-ray. I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. It's going to look amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I knew that. I knew the early comics I read, and then I knew, uh, and then I got a comic book called Batman Year One, Year One Part One. It was the first comic book I'd ever spent real money on i was like 10 or 11 i think and i spent 11 dollars to get that Mm -hmm. comic book because it was already worth that much uh in the year that it was printed and that's where i learned the origin story of batman and i was like oh my god like it just it rocked my world do you still have that comic book yeah i have it in a fireproof box (laughs) It's not really worth anything anymore. Yeah, but, but it means something to you. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. I have a fireproof box in my closet with like the handful of comics I have that may be worth some money. I want to know. know what else is in that box. Uh, a hand, <laughs> a human a hand. hand. Yeah, for a special occasion. Your first memento. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your relic. My first tampons in there. <laughs> yeah. Stuff from childhood. Yeah, you know. Um, I uh, what else is in that box? The first issue of the first issue of X Force, which is like a sort of X Men spinoff, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think I've ever read. I was in the new. We had a thing called the newsstand where I lived growing up, and you'd go in and they had magazines and comic books and they had porn. Ooh, yeah, and we stole porn by putting porn inside real magazines. Mm -hmm. Sorry, porn makers. I didn't mean to say you don't make real magazines. You do. You know what I meant. Yeah. So we'd put it, because they wouldn't sell it to us, so we'd put it inside of like an issue of like Sports Illustrated or something and then buy the Sports Illustrated and then sneak out in the the Playboy or whatever would be on the inside. (laughs) And I remember the porn mags all had their a very distinct smell to them i don't know what it was but it was very they exciting. smell different than other magazines i remember at that age they did they had a, mm. they had a very crisp <laughs> smell they was, fly off the shelves so fast they they smell fresher yeah yeah <laughs> it was the, a uh, smell i affiliated with women for many years <laughs> and never have encountered in a personal way 
But anyway, they had comic books there. That's where I got would buy all my comics. And um, they had an issue. They had X Force issue number one, and I was I knew enough about comics to know like issue number one could be important. That could be worth money one day, so I bought it. And then, of course, I didn't take good care of it. Yeah, so even at that age, you don't realize. You don't know what you're doing. You don't. I got rid of all my tapes, you know, which are now like relics of a time, a specific period of time. Yeah. You know, and uh, I didn't think like how important the Immaculate Collection, Madonna, like how important that tape was to me. Yeah. I didn't think about like. I should save this for when I'm older and I'll be like, look, you know. I yeah. have all my tapes still. I have a couple. I did manage to save a few once I realized CDs were coming in. And I was I was in high school and CDs came out and I was like, oh, I've got to like preserve some of this when you start getting nostalgic. You start understanding nostalgia when you're in high school. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. totally. I, I actually, uh, that's why I hung on to my tapes. Yeah. Because when I got into high school, people started to buy CDs mm-hmm. and my my. One of my best friends in the world uh, was was quick to switch to CDs. Yeah, and he would make fun of me all the time. Be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you still buying tapes?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, "Because, dude, you can still get them for like ten bucks." And like, I like tapes. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't like all the skipping around and everything. <laughs> CDs. So I hung on to my tapes for nostalgia. And I had I went this far when I was in high school. I had I did this a ways into college too. I had certain albums I would buy on tape and certain albums I'd buy on CD. And I'd be like, that is a cassette album. <laughs> That's I want that one on cassette. Uh. And a lot of the time I wanted rap music on cassette mm. because I would listen to the whole album more yeah. frequently than I would with, with like rock at that time right. in my life. And I liked the texture that the cassette had. Like it sounded deeper. Oh, yeah. It sounded thicker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I get that. And then with CDs, you know, because back then uh, the technology wasn't great and the CD player would ine- inevitably get fucked up or the CD would get fucked up and it would skip and it would start like not registering in your little boom box. And I would get so mad if, right. if the CD would like wouldn't play and it would just be like, okay, take it out, blow on everything. I know. Put it back in and just pray that that Arrested Development, <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee comes on <laughs> I yeah, love that. And you need to Mr. Hear, Wendell I, I need Mr. Wendell you need to hear it you need to hear it uh, <laughs> well let's get back to the Batman okay, yeah. origin story mm. we went way off yeah sorry that's okay no don't be sorry that's what this that's why you know I always tell people when they come mm. on the podcast like I'll say we're going to talk about this for an hour and they get like nervous sometimes. <laughs> they're like well, we, I can't do that I'm not an expert and I'm like yeah. no we'll we'll shoot off into other shit too mm-hmm. um this is and the origin story here are my two reasons why batman's the best superhero the first is the origin story yeah he has the best origin story his parents are murdered in front of him yeah he can't get over it he vows vengeance uh by striking fear in the hearts of the people that frightened him which are Mm -hmm. the criminals of gotham city yeah there's no origin story that's that cool there's no origin story that has that much weight to it. Yeah, that has that much depth. Like there, that has that many emotional layers. Like it makes it's actually more real in a way because, yeah. you know, Superman it just goes around saving people for what? Because he's good, right? That to me is not realistic, and right. which is explains why Superman is not of this world, right? Um, but like Batman's a real dude with some fucking emotional issues. 
And that's what drives people right. to do any... The reason I'm in comedy is because of the trauma in my childhood. Right. I, if you want to trace it back, everyone's origin story comes from some kind of trauma. Right. Of whatever they end up being. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Especially if you're an artist of some kind or a hero. What would your or- origin story be? And uh, what, who would you turn into? <laughs> a what hero? Wait. What is my origin story? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, my, you can amp it up. Yeah, a little bit my if you origin want. story. The the big trauma in my childhood was my dad sitting us down and telling us that he had embezzled a ton of money, and Whoa. and we were like rich and then we weren't anymore. And so I had like a before and an after. Did he go to and jail? No, he did. He made a deal. Um, I still don't know all the details. He's. It's a really kind of touchy subject in our family. <laughs> Um, as you can bring it up see, why? Yeah, man, he doesn't. He <laughs> won't listen to this. He's not going to um, hear this. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it traumatized me in a way that I didn't even know until much later what it had done to me. And sure, and and uh, and it was a time of where I was twelve, and it was a time where I needed, and I had a lot of siblings. I had three siblings, and I was in the middle of all of them. And um, I needed attention really badly at that time and didn't get it because my both my parents were dealing with this and going and finding themselves. And, and I'm glad they did, but um, I think I got pretty messed up because of it and, and turned into someone who is very self-righteous uh, for a while. But uh, And thinking, if you do everything right... If you're a good person and you don't break laws or break rules, I was like setting myself up to be the opposite of him. Right. But what I did was I turned myself into someone who was so afraid of making a mistake or getting into trouble that I missed out on a lot of fun. Sure. And I'm not very much, I'm a very fearful person when it comes to like, I mean, just any, it's, it's in every single part of my life. Like I won't jaywalk. Right. Because I'm afraid of getting in trouble. Right. For jaywalking. Sure. (laughs) So... Um, and it, I mean, it really screwed up. I mean, it really like the far reaching effects of it. Like my marriage failed partially because of that. And like, you know, but the hero I would be would probably, be, I don't know what I would be <laughs> really boring. Like, oh, Please don't sound, litter. You sound like that's like Superman. Yeah. Superman is like a goody two shoes, which is why yeah. Batman doesn't like him, which is awesome. Yeah. That Batman is. Well, like, I, became, you I was a goody nerd. goody, and then I burned my life down, and and me and purposely did things that were wrong much sure. later, like when I was like twenty nine, thirty. Um, I love that. And then that now I've sort of evened out, and I'm sort of a in between. Right. Yeah. I was a late bloomer too with all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything too terribly. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what the term would be, M- not mischievous, but like bad, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, like I, I got into, I, I dabbled in drugs considerably late in life. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I started in college, um, but I mean, that's late for a lot of people. I didn't drink till I was in college. Yeah, I didn't drink till I was 21. You know, I, didn't ever, I didn't do drugs till I was 30. So I really yeah. like waited on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I, I I kept exploring drugs up through my 30s, you know. Um, I didn't really smoke until my 20s. I didn't have promiscuous sex ever until Mm -hmm. my later 20s. Yeah. Um, 
So I hear you. I hear you. Like, you know, and my whole background is, I, I think, it, you know, I'm adopted, as I already said. But, uh, you know, it's adoption. It was like what you were talking about with your dad. Like, it, it fucks your head up in a way that you don't realize at the time. Yeah. And later down the line, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I have all these like abandonment issues mm-hmm. and intimacy issues and stuff. Yeah. And it kind of fucks your head up. Yeah. So, and there's this big mystery about your past. Like you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird not knowing anybody you're blood related to. It's very, that is, very that weird. Is strange. I feel just the touch of it for my dad. Like uh, he has never tried to find out who his birth parents are. Right. He doesn't want to. He's in denial about that part of his life. And uh-huh. um, he, I'm curious. I'm like, I have blood relatives out there that yeah. I don't know about. And I mean, can't imagine what what that must be like when it's you. Yeah, I have no idea like what my medical. Like I'm one removed, you know, and I don't. You know. Yeah, I don't know what my medical history is. Yeah, um, I don't know. I could have siblings. So anytime I watch oh, like crazy any sort of hero story, I always relate because hero stories are often not because I think I'm a hero, but like I just mean like mm-hmm. the origin part is usually like somebody who. Like, I'm watching Once Upon a Time, the TV show. Are you fucking kidding? You watch that? Yeah. When I was making the list of shows that I was going to tell you that I watched, I was like, I better leave that off because it's so embarrassing. Oh, it's terribly embarrassing. It's one of, it's the cheesiest. I actually haven't seen the last season. I only I saw off. I only saw the first season. Yeah. I just watched the first season this week. <laughs> I couldn't it's stop so, watching it. it. It's so corny. But man, it's pretty. It's pretty fun to watch. The story. The story is amazing. It's cool. Like the way they weave everything together, and like the ins and outs of the story are great. They mm-hmm. just kind of execute it with a lot of schmaltz, yeah. and that's the part yeah. where you're like, God damn it! Like, I know that make that line a little bit cooler. You yeah, know? it's like, a little cheesy, but a I lot love cheesy. It. But it's great. I, I love, love the, and I love that you don't know. Uh, there's a lot of reveal of like which fairy tale character am I looking at? I don't know until right. they reveal it later, and it's very that's very exciting. That part I love all that stuff. I yeah. love, but I, when I was watching that show, I relate to the main character not in the hero sense, but in the sense of like she doesn't know where she came from. Yeah, and has, finding her past and who she is and her purpose. Yeah, it's like yeah. you always kind of feel like you're on some kind of a weird mission to figure mm-hmm. out what your purpose and place is or whatever. Yeah. Uh, when you're adopted, I think. But who knows? Maybe I am the son of aliens. Maybe yeah, I was sent here be. to save us. You could be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be exciting. So I th- okay. I think we're both we we both have Superman type. Yeah. Or <laughs> origins. <laughs> we don't. There is a there was a separation from the parents at one point yeah the whether it was a literal separation or or through an act committed by the parents that fucked yeah. us up later in life that sent us off into another place where we didn't understand what we were yeah. doing or who we were and trying to figure it all out yeah okay we're both superman yeah. congrats we're superman yeah that's not and, bad and it's interesting because like superman it's like you have to go back and uh you, you end up being hurt by the world that you're now in right because you weren't prepared for it or or whatever i feel like there's some like you're misunderstood right well that's that's what's so intriguing about batman because you know he he he, the world is like fuck you dude 
You know, we're yeah. gonna kill your parents. Yeah, and you're gonna be like this this lonely kid who's rich and doesn't mm-hmm. have any real friends and is like this outcast when he shouldn't have been and and just is and and your only friend is this old man that kind of <laughs> like takes care of you. And, you know. Like and being it shows that being rich doesn't necessarily mean you're happy. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And then, you know, it that made bat it makes he's a little off. Batman's like a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's something kind of wrong with him, mm-hmm. which also makes him so fucking cool. There's a comic. You think book- Batman has Aspergers? Because it might be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because it's like he's uh, he's a genius. He's really good with money and 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 technology and stuff and like right. has brilliant ideas but he is really bad he's just really bad with people well <laughs> bruce wayne is good with people actually that's why i don't oh think bruce he, you're right bruce wayne I'm, I'm yeah he's good he's got that outer shell like he knows how to work it when he needs to yeah um but that would be interesting like a version of batman who has like an asperger's kind of thing and is yeah. so focused because of that i think yeah. that's a great idea yeah i'll, work, I'll write it up write it up <laughs> Send it to DC. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I love that phrase. Welcome to Hollywood. I, uh, I, uh, it's uh, m- uh, my favorite welcome to that I ever heard, saw was uh, Jay Larson had just moved to New York. And uh, if you don't know who Jay Larson is, he's hilarious. Yeah. And listen to his podcast with Ryan Sickler called The Crab Feast. It's great. Uh, anyway, Jay Larson had just moved to New York. And uh, we were in the green room at Comics comedy club and Attell came in the room and I forget what Jay said but like Dave made like some smart ass remark to it and Jay like kind of made this face like oh like wow that was kind of yeah. s- sarcastic and then Dave just goes welcome to New York yeah. sarcasm is the fake titty in this town <laughs> <laughs> the fake titty oh it's great <laughs> anyway uh. um but yeah, man, Batman's like a little off, which is why it's, which is why, oh, and this is the second reason, as I said, I said 20 fucking minutes ago, there were, there were two reasons that I think he's the coolest oh, superhero. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also because he's got the best villains. I say this all the time. A superhero is yeah. only as good as his villains. Mm-hmm. Or only as interesting as his villains. Yeah. And Batman has the best villains, which is why there's a TV show now that's focused on just the villains. Because they're so yeah. awesome. They're so awesome. Okay, I didn't know that it was just the villains. That that makes it okay to me. Because I was driving uh, driving down the road, I guess on Sunset um, somewhere, and I saw a billboard for it. Right. And I was like, what is that? And Scott was like, Oh, it's like a Batman thing. And I was like, the first words out of my mouth was like, God fucking damn it. Batman needs a nap. Like right. I there's to me it's it's um there's too much going on. Yeah. Like I feel like but now that I've heard that this TV show is about the villains, yeah, I'm Batman. gonna be open minded to it because um then maybe it won't be I just feel like don't water down something that I really love. Like, I don't want it to be overdone to the point where it's like, all right, now we've ruined Batman. Well, Batman is like, uh, is, 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 uh, what the, what the hell was I just going to say? You just said Batman needs a nap. Batman, (laughs) oh, so unprofessional, so unhost-like of me (laughs) to forget what the fuck I was just going to say. 
Anyway, Gotham. Oh, Batman is Bruce Wayne's only twelve years old in the show. Oh yes, yeah. Okay, so that like, was the other part of it that I was like, because I was reading about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I it's see when it. his parents get killed. Like that happens, I think, okay. in the first episode. Um, but that's the thing. It's like bat. Like I, I want to see. Like it's more of an origin story of Gotham, where you're seeing the criminals come into their their own as mm-hmm. criminals. It's the yeah. main character is Detective Gordon who's not commissioner yet and it's him you know kind of be, like learning okay. the streets of Gotham and all that so it's essentially their version of like agents of shield in the sense that like yeah. hey this is related to one of our key players but we're not gonna it's well, you the kinda, key you players are the origin story of all the villains which is cool yeah I like origin stories in general I love like, them as, as a as a thing I love them my favorite usually my favorite episode of any movie series is the first one yeah because you learn the backstory of everything mm-hmm. and you see how it all starts i think yeah. the middle stories are usually the boring ones yeah except for the dark knight trilogy i think the oh, middle one is the best so one. good it's amazing though the, the one where he goes to and trains that's the first one that's batman oh, that, begins that's batman begins okay the gosh, second I, one is they the all dark knight with heath ledger right as the joker and then dark knight rises dark knight rises yes so it's um it's uh I mean the second one is the best one but it's also I mentioned the killing joke a little while ago. It's an amazing comic book. Uh it's a graphic novel and it's an amazing comic book because it it's about Batman and the Joker and it shows how the Joker bec- it's one origin story of the Joker. Right. And they get a little bit into Batman's backstory and the whole comic and they they use this as source material for the uh, Dark Knight movie, but the whole comic is basically about how they mirror one another and yeah. how they're both crazy mm-hmm. and how they both wear a mask and like they're just fighting on different sides of the law. Yeah, and I remember reading that when I was like thirteen and being like, "Holy shit!" Like it, it, it it's more in depth than you realize. Back. Yeah, there's it's not just uh, like you know bad guys, good guys chasing each other. You know that yeah. I need more than that. Like I need. Like that's what bothered me about uh, the Avengers a little bit. The right. movie, right. I'm, I experience almost every superhero through movies. Like I don't read comic books, so right. the the Avengers movie drove me crazy because I was like, it was just one long battle. And right. I'm, I, I mean, I know I'm an old woman when I come out of the movie, and I'm just like, I wish they would have talked a little more. <laughs> but they seem like they could have fallen in love if they had talked a little more. You know, it's like, that was a nice young man and a nice lady. The Black Widow could have been, you know, like I, you know, and I know that that makes me a girl, but like, if there's no nothing more, that's why the Batman movies are so good because there's more to it and there's more, in, there's more depth to it. Well, you got, you got some, in defense of the Avengers, uh, you got a lot of that with the movies that led up to the Avengers. Yeah. But it was a lot. It was a lot that you had to watch and it was a lot to take in and, and whatever. So like by the time I got to the Avengers, I loved it, but like by the time I got there, I was so awestruck that like that they pulled it off. I was like, I can't fucking believe they <laughs> pulled off this movie. Like yeah. I can't believe they planned it for this long. Because I remember That's seeing true. Yeah. Iron Man one in the theater and staying yeah. for the secret scene and Nick Fury coming in and everybody losing their fucking right. mind in the theater. And I was like, are they going to really do the Avengers? How the fuck are they going to do that? No way. And yeah. 
Then they came out with Captain America, and I was, and then Thor was coming out, and I was like, Thor is going to be so cheesy, and then it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, they're going to do it, man. And they pulled it off. I was, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't have the the lead up to it. So I was just like, eh. The Avengers without any lead up is, is like you said, yeah. it just feels like a big explosion fest. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, you're, you're like, it doesn't resonate. Like, yeah. Tony Stark sacrificing himself, essentially, at the end of the mm-hmm. movie is huge. It's a huge moment because at the beginning of Iron Man 1, he is a completely selfish prick. He's like a total playboy. Yeah. He's like Han Solo, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he has to, is willing to sacrifice yeah. his life to save humanity. And it's like such a, it's like the, the pinnacle of his jer- character's journey. Yeah. So um, I had to learn a little bit about all of them because I wrote a comic, a short comic for Marvel. Um, you did? <laughs> Why didn't we talk about that sooner? Yeah. Um, it was part of an anthology that they do. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it again because the guy, I think the guy that did it left. Um, but, um, I got asked to do it and you write like a four page comic. They illustrate it for you. I didn't know anything about, I mean, I had had such little experience with comics and they were like, that's good because we want, we want someone who has a little bit of, you know, who just brings a completely out of left field point of view and you're not bogged down by what you expect it should be right so i was like okay and i made like this little comic about like um captain america gets catfished okay because he's so naive and like you know right. yeah and like from the past and that's whatever. And, and so it was like catfish was the, the <laughs> oh, name that's of great. it and i was a little disappointed it was awesome like i the process i mean all of it was so cool and i like i felt like i was able to make little jokes in it and make it funny and um i learned so much about how you how a comic comes about right but um but then uh the artwork and i didn't want to say like i don't like this i was writing it in my mind with like regular comic book uh here superheroes being drawn right and the funny to me came from this mundane storyline with like the regular art that you would see right but they kind of childishly like made him little cartoony and made him look like cute and i was like eh that is yeah that it would have been funnier if you had kept it like these muscular like were you allowed to voice that opinion to them i could have but i decided i was like you know i know like i don't know when i i just felt like it's my first time doing this i don't want to make a stink and like this guy that i this person who's like works at mar i was just intimidated by the name marvel and like didn't want to screw it up and felt like they would be like you don't know what you're doing and right like, you know so i kind of just was like i mean it was cute it was still good but i was like oh, i kind of wanted it to be like right. you know like a badass comic book but with funny lines written by me <laughs> all right all right yeah no i i i hear you that the the juxtaposition is is important with something like that yeah when everything is on the nose it doesn't work as well yeah you know so it's like comedy when you play it straight it's funny when you yeah. play it for a laugh it's not funny anymore yeah so i think that's i think you were your instincts were right yeah and uh now marvel knows what you think yeah and the they're, they're listening burned. to this and never again <laughs> never again <laughs> never again my mom used to say that when we go to restaurants that she didn't like oh halfway through the meal she'd go oh never again <laughs> never again like it was the holocaust oh this is <laughs> you they have betrayed me yeah yeah um so what other superheroes 
do you like besides Batman? Or what's a superhero that you dislike? I think that's a, a more Spider-Man. interesting. Spider-Man. I was going to say Spider-Man. Well, I... Just no, Spider-Man. I don't mean like it was mine. No. I mean like that's interesting. And I like Spider-Man, but I but I was going to say it. You say why you don't like it. Uh, It's too cute. Like... I just like darker stuff. So I, Batman, even the the ones with Michael Keaton and that era, was very campy. There was darkness to it that I found that was appealing to me. Right. Um, the Spider Man, the first one, I don't even think I watched the other ones because I was so like, ugh. It's just too like. I think maybe um, what's the girl character in in Spider Man? Uh, well, there's Mary Jane. Mary Jane, and then yeah. there's also Gwen. Oh, I don't even know about Gwen. Gwen's Mary- the new girl. Well, not the new girl. Yeah. But but she's the girl they portrayed in the new movies. Okay. Mary Jane is the one. Yeah. Mary Jane, that around. whole thing, like the hanging upside down. Maybe it was just too much promotion or I was the wrong age or I don't know. I well, just wasn't into it. I, I totally agree with you. And I, I like Spider-Man. He's just fine. I would never <laughs> buy a, fine. I would never buy a Spider-Man comic, though, I, in a million yeah. years uh, because he's he's a hot shot. He's a hot yeah. shot. Like, I don't like, and that's not interesting to me. Yeah, I like Spider Man. Like they made Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker because he he's so like sort of like flimsy and nerdy, uh-huh. and like you buy it. Andrew Garfield was a better Spider Man because he was better at being a smartass and quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed aspects of both movies that the that the, that they both did. But but yeah, it's he's a hot shot. Like he does get the girl. And yeah, and I just felt he does sort of balance not out his pain. life. I know he the guy dies and right. you know whatever, but there's just I felt like eh. Whereas somebody like the Hulk is so interesting. I love the Hulk. I was just about to say I like him. Yeah, it's amazing because here's a guy, and then also you take their origin stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man gets turned because a radioactive spider bites him, mm-hmm. and and then all of a sudden he's got amazing powers and he's a hero and. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and he's a smartass. Mm-hmm. The Hulk gets his powers because he gets caught in like a blast zone. Yeah, and is is unwillingly exposed. Yeah, and then yeah. it becomes this thing where he's a monster. And yeah, that's a more interesting story. It's so much more interesting. He's 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 in pain. He's like struggling with it yeah. all the time. He hates it. He's he, misunderstood. I feel like Spider Man's like people are like, yay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's the reason why I don't like Captain America. It's too nice. Oh, it's too yeah. Captain America is too. Um, that's why I wrote that little character for him because the little bit that I knew was like, ah, he's just too wholesome. Yeah, he would get duped. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it's and I I'm I'm torn on Superman. I agree because I I the first Superman movies. I mean, they were so I've watched them so much growing up. Yeah, they're awesome. Really loved them but i think what ultimately is like it, there's not as much depth um he's a little more like hmm, like just sort of he's kind of plain like as a person right um it's well i mean i like the fact that he has this, this like you know he's from another planet and he's got to like figure it out that he's from that planet and all that crap yeah there still is even with Superman, there still is this longing for 
yeah. you know, we already talked about it, but like, where do I fit in? Yes. He wants that to is, know. That makes it appealing. Yeah. He wants to know where he came from and what happened and, and all that. And like that, yeah. that adds a level of darkness to yeah. it. I also like that there is uh, a storyline in the comics where the only person Superman kills is Zod. And that's mm-hmm. when he just, that's when he realizes he can't kill people anymore. <laughs> um, which is awesome, yeah. and which is why the, it was awesome in Man of Steel that he kills Zod at the end. Yeah, people were like, "Why do you do that at the beginning? Do Superman and kill people?" <laughs> like, no, that was like an awesome origin story for Superman. Yeah. Like the way for it to end, like he, this is the one guy he kills, and yeah. he's what's the one? Okay, what's which recent Superman is the one? <sighs> we see him. It's a little more of the origin story of him growing up. Uh, in the farmland, and then, right. and and then, uh, all I know is there's one scene that made the whole movie made me so mad. I thought it was so bad. Um, it's got to be Man of Steel. That's the new. It might have been Man of Steel. Where all I know is there was a scene where, like, New York City or whatever city, Chicago, whatever city that he's like trying to save, Metropolis, Metropolis, <laughs> is is uh literally destroyed it looks like 9-11 it's metropolis yeah and he's making out with with her in front of it it's like who would do that you just were in this horrible battle and i'm so glad you won and you saved everyone but there's no way i saw you flying through building there's no way tons of people didn't just die horrific deaths and you're over here getting your sexy on right with this burning city behind you. That made me really mad. Um, <laughs> I was like, have some fucking respect. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> and this was after like a 20 minute battle. Like, and I was done with, I get, I can only take so much of like a battle scene where I'm like, God, it is a fuck. long battle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I liked man of steel. When I first saw it, I wasn't crazy about the wreckage or the destruction rather of yeah. metropolis. So I was like, but Superman wouldn't do this. I have grown to really love Man of Steel because I realized after the fact everything I didn't like about the movie was because of were was because of preconceived notions I had going into it. Mm. I was like, I, w- I was expecting Christopher <laughs> Reeve Superman, yeah, and it wasn't. And they 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 exploited different parts of the story mm-hmm. of the comics. And if they're going in the direction I think they're going in, because the next movie is Batman versus Superman, right. Who's I, playing Batman in that one? Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think what they did with Man of Steel was really brilliant because I think I my prediction is that they're setting up Batman's suspicion of Superman because Batman has suspicion of Superman in the comics. Batman yeah. has a kryptonite bullet uh, because he's like, if you ever get out of line, I'm the one guy that's going to be able to take you down. Yeah. And... Um, and because Batman knows, like, if this guy ever goes batshit, we're fucking dead. Because he's superhuman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Batman has a Bat, Batman has a method to take down everybody on the Justice League, because he knows, like, if this ever gets out of control, yeah. like, we can't. You can't trust Bat- anybody. Batman's like the guy who's like gonna be real. Like, he's gonna take care of something that nobody else wants to take care exactly. of. Exactly. He's gonna, he's gonna be, be like, look. Dirty. Yeah, he's like, look, we all know this guy's out of line. I got to handle it. Sorry. Yeah. I'll be the one. I don't mind if you hate me. That's the thing. Batman doesn't care if you hate him. He doesn't give a shit. The others care. He doesn't give a shit. He's the best. He's the greatest. And But here's the thing. 
I think they did that in Man of Steel with the destruction of Metropolis because that's going to be the thing mm. that makes Batman go okay. like, this fucking guy's out of control. We can't trust him. And that's what's yeah. going to start their beef. Okay. And eventually they'll join forces. And I think the end of the movie will be them forming the Justice League. I'm yeah. so excited about it. I'm excited. I actually think Ben Affleck is a good choice. I really like Ben Affleck. I think he is too. I think my friend John and I talked about this. It's Batman is about two things: jawline <laughs> and how well you can play Bruce Wayne. Because you got—that's all the face, the part of your face that's showing is yeah. your jawline. You got to have a good jawline. It's about how you, well you can play Bruce Wayne too. You yeah, know? like it's that you have to be charming. And I just saw an interview with Michael Keaton where he said that. Like, after I've said that a hundred times yeah. about defending Ben Affleck, <laughs> I was so happy because I saw an interview with Michael Keaton, and he goes, he goes, my whole way into the character was Bruce Wayne. It was yeah. all about Bruce Wayne. I didn't give a shit about the suit. It didn't matter. You, yeah. just, you turn, you say a couple lines, that was it. Mm -hmm. He's like, it doesn't, it stunts, whatever. Yeah. Um, he actually told a funny story, too, that he said he couldn't turn his neck in the suit because it was too stiff. <laughs> and he said that's why he turns his whole body when he looks at stuff. It's, it's great. In that's the, so funny. Yeah. yeah I never, it never occurred to me. I always thought that was like a choice. Yeah. Every, everybody, he, that's what he talks about. Is everybody thinks it's like this brilliant character choice <laughs> that he did. And he's like, no, I couldn't turn my head. So I was like, I know. I'll just turn like this. Um, but Michael Keaton said, like, it was all about Bruce Wayne, and Ben Affleck will be a good Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. He'll be he's, a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's good at being, like, a charming, you, you know, know, kind of a douche. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kind of need him to be that way. Yeah. And I love, they're also doing, in the new movie, they're doing, like, Dark Knight Returns Batman. They're doing, like, worn and weathered batman in his 40s like yeah like christ almighty enough of this already I, i've had it you know like <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore because that's the other great part about batman is he's got a shelf life yeah no other superhero that i can think of has that kind of shelf life no batman is like well tony stark does. Uh, yeah know. yeah but also i feel like batman is something that touches more people than it's it's just so broad and that um I mean, I know so many comedians that have brilliant jokes about Batman. Right. And it's like, those aren't those aren't time uh, sensitive. Like, you can be doing your Batman jokes for years and years. And right. you can have your own Batman point of view that is not hacky. Right. Like, there's that much to draw from. And, it, and everyone in the audience gets it because everyone gets what Batman is. And I also think, not to put too fine a point on it, but I also think a lot of comedians relate to Batman. They relate to the darkness. They relate to the yeah. troubled soul who's out there on his mm -hmm. own yeah. doing something. Sacrificing yourself. Exactly. For the audience. Exactly. You are. I mean, yeah. you're like, you know, sometimes I go up there and I, I have some material that's so personal that, like, if they don't laugh, I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah. I just gave it away. Yeah. And they didn't appreciate it. And I feel just worthless now. It's the closest. You know? I think it's the closest I could ever come to feeling like I got used for sex. Yeah. Because even as a man, if you get used for sex, which that has happened to me <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> but it has happened where I've had a girl just be like, I got to go. See ya. Oh. Like, Whoa, Jesus. All right. Yeah. Um. But even as a guy, when that happens, you're like, that's oh, still pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Great day. Great exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> but, I, but I think the closest I could ever feel to how, to how a woman feels when she feels very thrown away or cast aside is that moment when yeah. you walk off stage and you go, I just gave them 
hard work. Like I gave mm. them things I really believed in that meant a lot yeah. to me that were close to my heart. And they stared at me like it was worthless. Yeah. Like next. Oh. Or just, I, I just shared something uh, secret about me that would be anyone's dark secret. And I just shared it. And the judgment or the looking at me like I'm a freak, you know, and it's like, God fucking fuck all y'all. Right. Like you know, like the, you know, like any of you don't have something like that, you right, know, right. Like, oh, you're so perfect or you're so normal. Right. And I'm a freak. You know, it's like that. I hate when they get all tight like that and they're like, Mm-mm, right. I don't want to give this. I don't want to laugh with you because that means I relate to you and I don't want to be there with you. <laughs> now, um, here's my question. <laughs> if you're or a question. It's not my only question, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you're, who would you rather be? Would you rather be a supervillain or a hero? To play one or to be one? Both. Okay. To play one, I'd rather be a villain. Yes. It'd be more fun. Absolutely. Uh, to, to be one, um, I mean, I would, wouldn't want to be one because I would be, uh, it would make me crazy. Uh-huh. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be worried all the time. Am I doing this right? Am I saving them in the right way? Am I being sensitive to all races and genders in my saving? Like <laughs> It would be like a Woody Allen that had yeah. superpowers. <laughs> I would overanalyze everything I did. Yeah. And and I don't hate I I have too much I have too much like and this is going to sound crazy, but even the darkest of the dark person, I have some sort of faith that deep down they're just a baby who's really right. sad and wants to be loved. Right. And so I'd be that superhero that'd be like, just like, it's not your fault. Yeah. I'd be like Robin Williams in, in um, Good Will Hunting. I'd be like, it's not your fault. Come on in. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> like, about it. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this bank robbery. I'd be like the, the super therapist. Yeah. I would way rather mm. if I was in, a, as in acting, in an acting sense, play the villain. Mm. And I think in real life, I'd rather be the superhero. Uh, you know, I struggle with this. Like, there are many Star Wars video games that I'll play, and they, they, they give you a choice. Do you want to be Sith or Jedi? And I'm always like, I want to be Sith. But then I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I just don't have it in me. Even yeah. in a video game, even in a fake world. Oh, yeah, in a video game, yeah. I, I don't think I could be the villain in a video. That would be... I would feel weird at the end of that. I just think, like, if there's... There's, it just seems so, the villain, the super villain thing seems so enticing. Like when they seem to be surging with evil, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it seems like orgasmic to them. Like yeah. it seems like it's, it's euphoric and, yeah. and once they get out of their head, like I might go to hell for this. Like once that's <laughs> gone, they're just like, who gives a shit? And they're living, yeah. they're living it up. But I guess that, yeah, I'd rather be a hero in real life. Yeah. I guess if, if superheroes were real. What power would you want over any other? Oh, um, I really, I really would love to fly. I know that doesn't really do a lot, but I really, I have dreams regularly that I'm flying, right? And I'm not afraid. I'm just like up in the sky, just sort of cruising around, right? And then floating down gently, like just being able to fly. That's just something I want. That's not a power that I would use to help anyone with, probably. Yeah, you just want to fly around. I just want to fly around. I got you. I want the Force, and I know that's not technically... Like Star Wars, the Force, where you can move things? Yeah, and just, I feel like in any... I feel like it would come in handy in any situation. Mm -hmm. Like, 
You could move objects from far away. You can overpower somebody's mind. Yeah. You can choke somebody from across the room. You can lift and push somebody. You can, uh, you can like sort of run fast. Like, <laughs> I would like, uh, and it's not a superpower, but I would like to have the ability, like in the Matrix, how Keanu can uh, sort of distort and control reality in the moment. I feel like there's got to be a and, like, superhero. Step that outside that. of that yeah. and be like, I'm in a parallel universe or I'm uh, I'm able to remove myself from this realm. There's got to <laughs> be a superhero that has that. There has to be. Yeah, there probably is. I, I can't think of one. And I would like to be able to understand and speak fluently every language. I feel like <laughs> Well, that would be cool. Yeah, that would just be... I just would love that. I uh, and not tell anyone that could be a superpower. You yeah. actually could do that one, almost in real life. If you yeah. studied now for the rest of your life, yeah, that would be hard. That would take a lot of work. Yeah, by the time you're <laughs> ninety, you could be that hero. Yeah, and just on your deathbed, going, "I wish I would have seen the world with my languages that I can speak." <laughs> that I, I now know. Yeah, I just spend all of my time. I want to do. I want. I've always said I want. I wish there was an app that can tell you in every language how to say I understand everything you're saying. Really? So that if you hear two people talking in another language, you can totally flip, freak them out. Why don't you invent this app? Because I'm lazy. Well, now it's out in the world. Now somebody's going to steal the don't idea. Don't steal it. I'm putting it on record. This is my idea. Oh, my yeah. Idea. This is record. This is technically your yeah, copyright. Yeah, this is it's me. Like, this is my copyright. This is like mailing it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I, I never realized that. I've said good ideas before in podcasts and <laughs> worried that like this somebody's going to steal them. Yeah. No, this... Yeah. All right. This there is it proof. Is, that you got to make that app. It's a great app. Like, if you're getting your nails done and the ladies are talking to each other in a different language, you can just quietly be like, I understand everything you're saying, but you're saying it in, you know, Thai Japanese. or Japanese... It's always Japanese, isn't it? Or is no, it I, I think it's usually it Chinese. Korean? Chinese or Korean. Well, in New York, where I used to go, the, the lady was, um, she was Chinese. I just named every Asian race. Yeah, it's, let's, uh, I could have sounded know. less schooled on that. Yeah. The, uh, one of my favorite, Patrice O'Neill, I don't even think he did it as a bit. I think he just said it at a show once, and it's like one of the hardest I ever laughed. There was an Asian guy in the front row. And Patrice pointed at him, and he goes, "What's up, foreign face?" <laughs> and the guy foreign goes, face. He called him foreign face, and the guy goes, "Hi." And he goes, "What are you, man? Chinese?" And uh, the guy goes, "No, Korean." And Patrice goes, Ugh, "Don't you hate when you call a Chinese motherfucker the wrong kind of Chinese?" Because <laughs> 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 then they explain it to you, and you got to act like you care. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. fucking funny. So fucking funny. Um. Well, this has been uh, really fun. Yeah. I wish, I wish there was some sort of... I think, like, uh, I don't know what the weighty... You know, it's a little easier when, on this podcast when we talk about the afterlife <laughs> or something <laughs> like serious that. serious shit. To sort of bring, like, a sort of weighted ending to it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, today we talked about superheroes, and I enjoyed it. I Me enjoyed too. it thoroughly. I needed this. Did we cover everything? We covered... Well, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Funny. That's a great, that's a great place to end because Rocket yeah. Raccoon is exactly the kind of hero we're talking about. Oh yeah. Dark. Yeah. Tortured. Angry. Mm -hmm. 
misunderstood, doesn't yeah. belong. I love that scene in the movie where he's like takes his shirt off and you see like all the metal <sighs> shit on his yeah. back. Yeah. It's just like and a little dark note like, "Oh, this guy guy, this guy's really fucked up." Yeah, and Star-Lord's kind of like, "Ugh." Yeah, that's a great The part where at the end where they're in the in the circle deciding to go into battle together. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Really good. The whole movie is so good. I, I I cried in it. I cried. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, real quick, what uh, what superhero thing are you most excited about coming out? I mean, well, now I'm kind of interested in Gotham. Now that you've explained it to me more, um, and and Batman, Superman. Yeah. Um, I'm also, and this isn't superhero, but to me, I put it in the same category of like watching people battle for good. Is the Hunger Games? I'm a huge Hunger Games fan. Never saw it. Never read it. Yeah, well, but. it's a uh, it's pretty girly, but since you're in one, since you're into Once Upon a Time, <laughs> I, uh, I it uh, is one of my favorite. I'm like, ashamed of myself. Franchises ever. I'm really into it. <laughs> and one of the biggest parts of Once Upon a Time that I love so much is that that Robert Carlyle, who plays Rumpelstiltskin, in oh, it. he's great. He's great in it, and he plays Begbie, who's my favorite character in Train Spotting. Oh yeah. And it is like it it could oh not gosh, be more different. I, yeah. He is a fucking psychotic lunatic yeah. in train spotting. He's train spotting his character in train spotting is hands down one of the scariest people I've ever seen on film. Like I watch that movie and I'm tense because I just imagine what it would be like hanging out with him. Oh my god. And I'm just like, my God almighty, it it, it would be the worst person to <laughs> yeah. ever get roped into anything with. Yes. Um, so watch Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. for Robert Carlyle. I'm excited about Gotham 2 and uh, Batman versus Superman. Look, we have superhero things we can watch together as friends. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I'll plug my new podcast. Uh-huh. I don't know when this is going up. but Monday. Uh, okay. You know, in, on October 6th, my new podcast is launching on Nerdist and WNYC in uh-huh. conjunction. It's called Lies. Nice. Uh, and it's just me interviewing a comedian, and everything they say has to be a lie. Okay, so you say a fake interview, basically. It's an improvised interview. Yeah. That's great. All right, yeah, we'll check fun. out lies. And uh, anything else? Shows? No, nah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, Vegas. If you if you're around Vegas, come see me and Nikki Glazer on Saturday. Well, there you go. The twenty seventh at the Venetian of October, September, September, September. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Nice. Enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm not Brody Stevens. I don't know why I just said enjoy. Enjoy it. it. Uh, yes. Like you can't say that <laughs> word anymore or that phrase anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to plug things. Uh, this week, the whole week, the whole week, Toronto, Just for Laughs Festival. I have seven shows. Please come to one. They start on, I think, Tuesday. I think tomorrow they begin, I mm-hmm. believe. Tomorrow or Wednesday. I don't know. Check the JFL website for info or my website, JoeDeRosaComedy.com for info. Uh, and then uh, if, if for some reason you're hearing this and you live in Scandinavia, <laughs> I will be in Scandinavia with Carmen Lynch for two weeks doing oh, many of your rad. cities. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, so if you're in Scandinavia, come out. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, uh, Philly, Helium Comedy Club the weekend before Halloween and Halloween weekend, Albany, New York at Comedy Works and also Joker's Wild that same the, the Thursday before Halloween in Connecticut. Um, I know that's a lot. Sorry. JoeDeRosaComedy.com for details. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe. Leave a review. Thank you. New album, Mistakes Were Made. Download it. iTunes, 10 bucks. All right. Bye. <laughs>